Greetings and welcome to Side Quest Heroes podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Raymond Hogg, joined today by a friend of the show, bass guitarist of the band Royal Autumn, and a longtime personal friend, Kieran Doomslayer Herds. How are you doing? I'm surprised you didn't go with the Shep. Well, you know, you log in or something, I give you another one. Um, for those who regularly listen to the show, uh, Clive's not here tonight. He's not feeling too great, so we're giving him the night off for once. But uh, replacing him is lovely Kieran Hurd. So how are you doing, Kieran? All the pressure is now on me, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus. Like, literally weightlifting pressure. You've got to carry the show, right? Clive normally carries the show oh, and I'm God. the dead weight. <laughs> yeah, they kind of sound like that from the previous episodes I've heard, right? You know? Yeah, oh, you, you, you bust my balls, man. You bust them, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Okay, so today it's going to be a short, chill show. But before we get into all that, if you didn't know, this is SideQuest Heroes Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything video games. If you like the sound of that, follow and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those other kick-ass podcast services available online. On top of that, we are also on Instagram. You can find us there using at SideQuest Heroes. You can follow all of our video game related shenanigans there, uh, post some comments and do let us know what topics you would like us to cover in the future because we're always open to ideas. Now, before we get into the episode, it's time for that little segment we like to call What You Been Playing. So, Kieran, got music montages. Music yeah. montages, right? Hey, look, it's it's Clive Cookson's production. I'm just the monkey, you know, trying to make <laughs> things work. <laughs> He's the professional one. <laughs> so, what have you been playing, Kieran? Well, pretty much since March has been Doom Eternal. Nice. Yep. I, I still haven't you know, finished the first all, one. Yeah, that we only started that how many years ago, right? Uh, well, shortly after it came out, was it 2016? Yeah. Oh shit! I need to get back on that. Well, yeah, you you really must, you know. Even I've gotten a console, completed it in that time, compared to you. Yeah, but I'm shit at Doom. <laughs> yeah, with your what was it? Hurt me plenty difficulty. Is that the hardest difficulty you can do? No, that was the weakest one. You know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's strong enough for me i just can't play it. it i keep getting my ass handed to me it's the stress of doom that that does my head in um but you've the actually platinum doom eternal haven't you doom eternal and 2016 fuck me and if the first two weren't co-op based for the platinum achievements on ps4 i'd have both for them right now as well <sighs> fucking hell i don't know how you more friends <laughs> Dedication, mate, isn't it? You know, I've only been playing the game since 93. <laughs> Kieran is uh, one of those people who've introduced me to, like, Doom Classic. Uh, I think we played, was it the BFG version you brought over to my place yeah. once? And Twice. I couldn't get over how you just knew all these secrets and little, like, ledges you could walk on and timings of, like, oh, no, you need to go here, you need to kill him, watch out, he'll respawn there. I'm like, what? How well do you know this game? Well, you know, it's been played since it came out, pretty much. Yeah. Were you one of the I had it on scooters? almost, I was figuring this out earlier, I've had it on almost everything I've ever owned. The only thing I didn't was the Mega Drive 2. I didn't have the Doom port then. Is there a Doom port on Mega Drive? On the, for the Genesis, yeah. 
Ah. They actually, they had it one night in Token. They had one of their games nights. And they actually and had a Mega Drive set up? Yeah. Oh, and nice. They had to do import on it. God, I'm well overdue a fucking visit to Token. That, that yeah, place gets I called out way too much on this show. We're, we're hoping that oh. they'll sponsor us. You know, send us over some chicken sliders or something. <laughs> yeah. Last I time it. I was in there, they had a, they had like a beer of the month or whatever. And it mm. was done in, condu- in conjunction with Doom coming out. No way. So they actually, on their blackboard, they had drawn the Doom Slayer. Well, Doom Guy, because it's Doom 2, but. Uh, technicalities but besides they, that what are you gonna say no it's like are the, is the doom protagonist a different person in each game i always thought it was the same guy kind of like master chief from halo or something it wasn't known because the names had changed mm. from doom 2 to doom 2016 and it went from doom guy to doom slayer but in eternal they revealed that it is the same guy oh all right he just got a, yeah, uh, so. a promotion or something you're no longer yeah, Doom guy. Like You're Doom Slayer. Well, it was, you know, however many thousands of years on Mars and a <laughs> coffin, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, apart from that, I've been, I've been a great lockdown gamer. Yeah, yeah. I've, I yeah. don't think I've seen anyone take to gaming as much as you. Like, you got it while a PS4 given to you for free. And all I see are these platinum trophies popping up on my timeline going, that son of a bitch platinum, this game. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's boredom, you know, from the whole lovely you know, pandemic that we're all sitting through. It reminds me of that episode of uh, Inbetweeners where Jay goes, you know, oh, have you played uh, football, football manager? Yeah, man, beat it. Manager. It's just like, you, you can't beat it. It's just like, you're probably the only person I know who has enough hours of the day now to actually fucking platinum football manager or something. Look, the, the honest truth is, you know, you go and you look really cool and you're mm. like, yeah, I got all these platinums. But then people look at the games you've actually played and they're really easy games. <laughs> like, I wouldn't call Doom easy. The, well, Doom's one of them, but yeah. uh, Ghostbusters Remastered, that's been one of them. Was that your first time playing that? Yes. Um, what do you think of it? It's not bad. It's, it's like, a fine third movie in, in inverted commas. Yeah. And it's like, it's, you're very led through it. You know? Yeah. You're not given... It, it reminded a, a lot me, of it, you're kind of just covering the other guys. Yeah. Like, it, it did remind me a little bit of Gears of War. I don't know if you've ever played that, where you're kind of just progressing I through did. the story. Like, in just yours. Did you? And it was the first online game I ever played. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Very first Gears in the front room in Ballymote. <laughs> Jesus, that's going back a while. That must be what? Uh, 2008-ish. I'd say five-ish, somewhere between five and eight. Jesus, all right. It would, have been, it would have been... I finished school in 2006. So 2007 to 2009, somewhere yeah. in that period. That's weird. Like, why, why did... Why did we play it? I normally don't bring my Xbox uh, like back to Sligo with me, so I'm kind of wondering why. Must have been like Christmas or something, man. That's it. It, it probably was Christmas. It's probably yeah. one of those times where I had your projection screen hooked up. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Playing was Tekken against my wall. Yeah, dead or alive. Not dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> with this big twenty-foot projection on my kitchen kitchen wall. <laughs> Jason coming in. Go! What the hell are you playing? <laughs> Yeah, and then realized that he was like, oh, God, let me fly. And he just, think, just kept picking the women. Yeah, the, the, uh, the only problem with it was the sound wasn't great, but that was actually fantastic. It was probably the biggest screen I've ever played games on. Niall turning around going, my eyes are burning. <laughs> I think we actually played like Sky, or not Skyrim, Oblivion on it or something. Yes, um, it was. What else are you, you, you kind of playing? Anything else you're currently 
currently going through at the moment or uh i am about to i started it the other night but rise of the tomb raider because i haven't oh, played yeah. a tomb raider game in forever yeah do you play the first one of those i can't remember what i last played yeah because the uh, first one is just tomb raider. tomb raider anniversary that was the last one i played on the ps2 <laughs> oh jesus this is back when her boobs were like basically jagged pieces of cardboard. Yeah. And now like, you know, she's been like done up as a little teenager and you know, you're not supposed to look at her like that. Yeah. She, she kind of reminds me of like, um, like almost kind of like the girl who ended up playing her in the movie. Was it? Um, exactly. Uh, Vandekar, is that her name? I have no idea. Lisa Vandekar, that, that actress anyway. Um, All I know is she was on the Luke Say That. Yeah, I was recently playing um, the new Tomb Raider. I've, I've only maybe about 15 hours into it or something, the Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So it's oh, the sequel yeah. to the one you're playing. Um, but because I played the first two games, I think I was telling Clive this before in a previous episode, all, you get all these skins automatically unlocked. And one of the skins is Lara Croft from Tomb Raider 2. Like no. it's the proper square angled like body and everything yeah. but it's really jarring because you got this massive polygonal woman against like a proper try to hdr graphics it's like what the hell is this <laughs> yeah what? you know you know the suit in spider-man the real comic booky one yeah i could not for the exact same reason i could not use that yeah suit because it was just like it, it was throwing your eye too much yeah it, t- it just takes you out of it mm. like the same way um Oh, you, you actually played... Uh, did you Platinum Spider-Man? Of course I did. Nice. That's a good <laughs> Platinum trophy. It's, it's very obtainable. I need to, it, yeah, and I was surprised when I got the email a few days later that it's like, oh, you can have a Spider-Man avatar for completing this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's like, weird. okay, that's, that's the first time I've ever seen that in the yeah. Do you um, years of play with the, uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit? I played with the black one with the red because it looked the coolest black one with the red which was metal I thought. it um, was like it was like mainly black and then the, like the spider-man logo was red but it was very like straight okay you know it was really cool yeah because i think there's like 30 suits in that it's really hard to kind of pick them out yeah. um i think my favorite suit in it was probably the uh infinity war iron spider suit that was really awesome it was just so cool, like just swimming, swinging through the city on that, and it had like those arms that came out the back and everything. I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is just deadly." <laughs> That's that extra power with it. What have I even playing? I started um, Terminator Resistance. Um, I saw that. How's that yeah. going? It's pretty good. It's um, it's like a, it's a first-person shooter game, but it's very similar to like Fallout or uh, Outer Worlds, which is a game by Obsidian. So it's kind of like a first-person shooter game. The story is a bit grand, but it's like it's all set in the future of war. So there's none of this like time traveling, going back in the past, and that kind of stuff. You play this random chap called uh, Rivers. I can't remember his first name. Um, but he, he does like, he play for Weezer? Uh, he probably does. He's always running around <laughs> going, "Say it ain't so." Whoa. I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Kieran's after holding up a pop uh, vinyl of Rivers Cuomo from Weezer <laughs> um, I have a whole band of the Backstreet Boys man <laughs> oh nice uh, but yeah th- that game it's, it's fine like um, it, it, it's almost perfect fan service because they obviously don't have the licensed music and 
as far as I know, I don't think they have a licensed Arnie skin in it yet. Um, but it just teases you enough. Like the, the cinematic opens, and all I hear is bum, 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 bum. And I want to just go, but it just never happens. It's like, oh, it's such a tease. Um, it's there. Let me have it. But it's good. Like there, there's enough kind of world building in it. Um, it seems like it's going to be a pretty short game. I'm, I'm about seventy percent, if not nearly eighty percent of the way through it. I think I only have maybe about two, three hours left to play. Um, yeah. But good, very good. Uh, that's, that's, that is one thing I found with Spider-Man. Hmm. That it was very, the actual story was very quick. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, there was so much kind of filler with the side stuff. Yeah. Did you visit the um, hook and ladder fire station in it? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and only because I was in that area of town and I knew from walking through New York myself exactly where it was. Yeah, yeah. It's so surreal, actually, how, how, how actual. It looks like New York, like in a weird yeah. way. I like I went looking for bars and I'm drunk in, in New York because <laughs> it was that real, you know? Yeah. I can't wait to play it. Um or well, I'm gonna probably play it again on PS5. Um what else uh yeah, I've been right. playing? Oh um Rocket League is free at the moment. I saw that as well. Oh get is that because uh, yeah, that, it's great. Just get it this before this weekend because Niall's gonna pop online and we can have a three V three match. All right. Yeah. Fucking farm controller. Do it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just load it up. Get get it going. That's free. Um. Oh, you have? Did you download Fall Guys when I was free? Yeah. Haven't played uh, it yet. It's brilliant. Everyone is saying that. It's really good. You see, I didn't download it. Oh, I didn't play it because at the time I was actually playing Destroy All Humans. Oh yeah. How was that? That's it. The I played the two ports. Yeah. PS4. So they're direct PS2 ports, but the remake looks incredible. Yeah. Do the yeah, ports come with just, the remake or no, the ports I don't similar? Think so. um, um, the the ports are the literally the direct. The remake is see they were like five quid each for mm. one and two, or okay. forty quid for the remake, and it was oh, like nice. the remake almost would be worth it because of how good it actually looks, you know. Mm. Um, it, re- it reminds me of like um, kind of like those old games that were just fun games to play. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously. And it's a bit like Mars That's Attacks or something, is it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just you're running around as an alien, you know, just literally taking DNA and brains out of people and stuff like that, you know? Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's, it's all about, like, just eventually just killing everyone and taking yeah. them over the earth. I, I'm actually really liking... Um, I know this is a, a bit of a w- weird kind of tangent to get into. Um, I'm liking the remakes that are coming out more and more of these old school like ps1 games like, yeah like destroy all humans or i recently played through the first crash bandicoot remake how far um, did you get i finished it yeah yeah it's a fucking bitch yeah i planned it a couple of weeks ago and no, a couple of months ago and there was indent in my phone for three days did you play it on using like the the d-pad rather than the yeah. uh analog stick that I found yeah. found sometimes it was easier to play with the D-pad. It was like, nope, any movement and I'm going to fall off that edge. But like, 100%. It, there's some villains in that game are just impossible to beat. Like that bloody crazy dingo fella who jumps on all the squares and you have to memorize the pattern. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. That's, that's, that's game. the whole game. Mm. That's the whole game, man. Like even when you get into like the, the time trials and that. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about knowing where do you get to that point, roughly what time you're at, and how everything around is going to react. Yeah, that's oh, fucking crazy. And then when you get to it's a doctor, you know what's cord, really bad at the end? Yeah. Oh, cortex. Yeah, with the on um, firing at you while you're on yeah, the yeah, yeah. What's really bad for the timing. And one you really have to learn is, have you played Oddworld? Um, the, the, the remake new and, tasty. new and Tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one is really hard on occasions because it's all about timing with the slicing things, whatever mm. they're called. Yeah. That, I just saw... Like the, the so controls on the remakes feel a bit more spongy than old PS1 games, where PS1 games are almost like they're very exact with their movements. Yeah. The new games are very spongy and kind of... Yeah, you know, the hitboxes are a little bit loose and easy with the rules. Yeah, I find that you can be, because of the um, analog sticks, you can be very free-flowing, you know? Mm. Whereas a D-pad would kind of stop quicker. Yeah, exactly. I found out with Crash Bandicoot, like, I was coming, <clears> like, especially the levels where you're running down or forward, or, or sorry, running toward the camera or yeah. away from the camera. It's like the analog stick, you almost find yourself floating left or right. Um, yeah. Whereas, like the D-pad is just like nope, just straight jump, jump, jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you drift a lot because if you're not directly straight with the analog stick, mm. you know you go somewhere else. Cool. I mean, that that kind of covers what we've kind of been playing uh, at the moment. There's a question we always put to people when they come on our show, and I say this because we have so many shows <laughs> that we have that many guests. But um, one of the questions that we like to throw out there was. What was the first experience of video games you ever had? And why do you think, for one, did you, did you always like video games after that? Or is it a case like you liked it and kind of just eventually came into it later in life? Or? So my first video games, I was trying to think of this when you gave me the heads up about coming on tonight. Yeah, for those listening, I, I told Kieran just a couple of hours ago that he was coming on. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing tonight? Nothing. Do you want to do a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? not? Um, There's a pandemic. Where are you going? You're not going anywhere. That's the great thing about a pandemic. Everyone's exactly where they're meant to be. You had me trapped. (laughs) I knew you couldn't go anywhere. Um, So, yeah, trying to think, like, the first, one of the very first video games I would have played would have been about 92. Okay. So it would have been four. Hmm. Uh, Pot Pot. What? Pot Pot was the name of it. And it was, there was, I had to look up the first one because I always remember the second one. The second one was Pot Pot Goes to the Moon. But the first one was Pot Pot George the Parade. Is Pot Pot? Like a golfing? No, no, it was a purple car. (laughs) Right? Okay. I I don't know. It's like proper point and click children's adventure game. But goes right. to the moon. Turns out there were seven of them. Seven putt putt guys. Right? Yeah. Part of the putt putt anthology. Yeah. <laughs> the series. <laughs> you know, I think six was putt putt returns or something, you know. I didn't want to just leave but, that for the second one. No, we went to the moon before he returns. <laughs> of course he did. So what, what I was looked it, it up. Just, yeah. I looked up the premise of putt putt goes to the moon, and okay. him and his dog were in a fireworks factory, and his dog ended up setting off the fireworks. And sent them to the moon. As you do. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the real embarrassing one out the way. Well, um, I'm glad you ripped also, that bandit off quick. <laughs> yeah. Before you even get there. So that traumatized um, you and you didn't play video games again for 20 years. <laughs> surprisingly, not that long after, mm. would have been me playing Doom. 
Really? Yes. Was this when it was I like remember, a shareware game? Exactly. I remember having the first episode on shareware. Do you still have that? And then the no. Oh. Wouldn't even know where to look if I if there was a possibility of having any of those original original mm. things, you know. But yeah, that would have been that would have been really what got me into gaming. And mm. it would have come from my dad sitting there playing it. But we had we had another game which just before that between the legendary pop part one mm. and two, you know, strikes back, whatever. <laughs> um, there was a game called Fire and Forget Two. Fire and Forget which Two, which was about it was a like it was a racing game where you were shooting other cars, you know. So okay. somehow, at the tender age of like five and six, mm. my dad was letting me play all of these games. Don't worry, I was watching horror movies when I was five, like Freddy Krueger. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's why I got this warped brain of mine. <laughs> that um, would bring up another one, which yeah. was I had watched Blues Brothers when I was about that young. Mm. You know, with all the lovely swearing and that, and there was a Blues Brothers game, oh. and I remember. Yeah, I remember a platform game. I remember all of these were on the old blue and black floppies. Jesus. Three and a half inch. God, so you I, I think were into like PC gaming before everybody else. Yeah, and I think I got a lot of these from when I was looking up Fire and Forget 2 earlier. I was looking mm. up the publishers and that. And it was actually ported for one of the Amstrad machines. Okay. I don't know what. But my dad had used to work for Amstrad. So oh, I reckon really? that's how I ended up, yeah. I, I ended up with a lot of these, I'd say, from when the guys in Amstrad were working on ports of them. You reckon your dad was like Homer Simpson, just, ooh, another day, another box of stolen putt-putt. <laughs> <laughs> He's just divvying them out at the pub. No, He's just no, going, go, on, all right, on. lads, there's putt-putt for you. <laughs> let me, let me put one thing, <laughs> let me put one thing out there. Right. All right. Hot pot did not come from him, but it did come from another person in Amstrad. Fair enough. <laughs> I will save my dad's grace on this one because he put me on Doom. Okay, right. So he got you straight onto the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's been a you know a lovely journey since. God, I read Doom is like a legendary game for starting out type of stuff. It's like the 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 God. Can you even say the grandfather? It's like the origin of of the first person shooter, really. It is considered it, but it's not mm. the one. But it, it had come from it. Mm. Which there's actually a really funny point. You know the whole um, Microsoft acquisition of Bethesda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which in itself, and, we were talking about it the other week on the show. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, um, and the fact that obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, they've taken it as well. Yeah. Microsoft tried to buy it. Years ago, back in, oh, well, they wanted to buy it uh, because um, Doom was. They reckoned Doom was going to be on more computers than Windows. Jesus. At the time, at the time, obviously everything was running through MS DOS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's so bad. yeah, and obviously going into Windows ninety five, they reckoned Windows ninety five was going to sell less than Doom. What a weird yeah. fact. <laughs> yeah. But like, actually, still... if there's, there's even weirder, there's a video of Bill Gates just up in a Doom video. No way. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm going to have to fucking YouTube that after this. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I genuinely can't remember what it is, but he looks kind of like, from what I remember, he looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Weird. Like, you know, 
yeah, the kind of robe on him and everything. Um, I think my first experience of a game like Doom, because I, I, I don't think Doom ever crossed my radar until, God, my late 1990s, if even. Um, I'm not really surprised when you lived in the sticks, right? Yeah, but saying that, <laughs> living in the sticks as I did, we had a local video shop, and um, in the video shop, <laughs> there was a, a local video shop. There you it's go. Owned, owned by a, a guy named Mickey. Um, but we, um, he used to have a PC in there, which obviously ran the video software on it. But he actually had Duke Nukem on it, and it was my first oh. time ever seeing a first-person shooter. Well, actually, no, Telelight's my second time seeing a first-person shooter, but the first time seeing a really good one, and. I'd just seen this. I think I must have been about fucking 10 or something at the time. Seeing this guy, you know, hey, who's coming into my town? You have no time to play with myself. <laughs> but um, that, when I saw that for the first time, I was like, holy shit, look at these realistic graphics. Kill those aliens. Like, it was just amazing. But yeah. it was basically a Doom clone. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The f- first kind of experience I ever had with a Doom clone, which to me at the time was an original game, was uh, Zero Tolerance on the Mega Drive. Um, oh yeah! I rented it from Extra Vision and Sligo one Friday night. I think I begged my dad until he couldn't stop listening to me anymore to um, bring me in. He goes, "Would you leave me alone? Okay, come on into the car." And um, I remember renting that and another game, which I fucking have the lads' heads wrecked about. Uh, Haunting featuring Poltergeist. Um, and um, I remember playing it. I'm just like I couldn't believe this was running on the Mega Drive. It felt like a 3D. Yeah first-person shooter game now it's all um what you call it it's all sprites so it's not really 3d it's just like you're just there and it's just different sprites are passing you or loading different sprites but it was still quite a crazy achievement for something like a 16-bit console to have that yeah but that's that was the whole thing with how they made doom Mm. like it, it came from them basically hacking a um a mario cartridge and creating mario Really? I thought Mario. Yeah, um, they they basically John Carmack, I think it was. They they had a Nintendo in the in the room or wherever the apartment, wherever it was that they basically did everything, mm. and they essentially built a third Mario. Went to Nintendo with it, and they didn't want it because it wasn't obviously. It was built for computer as yeah. opposed to um, Nintendo, and they were mm. like, "No, we're trying to sell sell the systems." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a first-person Mario? No, that ended up becoming uh, Commander Keen. Okay. And from all of that layering, it was like the smoothness, because they had done it back in, that was like the 90s, Mm. start of the 90s, so they didn't have a whole lot of RAM and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the processing powers on the consoles were better. Mm. But they managed to clone it, create a new one, and then from there, Carmack had come up with the idea of doing the layering, mm. as you were just saying, with like the sprites and that. But yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The layering of levels came in on Doom, but they'd done uh, Wolfenstein beforehand, Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, so technically, and there was one before it called oh, um, Catacombs, which was, the, it was about a wizard. Mm. And that was, again, id. So that was pretty much the first one. Then they created Wolfenstein, and then the first one with the different levels was Doom. Oh, nice. But it's all, I don't know if you've ever looked into the, um, the, 
the videos on YouTube about how they actually wrote it and Carmax leveling system. No, but everything is on the same plane. Yeah, everything's on the same plane, even though everything's on higher and lower levels on occasions. Everything's on the same plane. And that's why, no matter where you aim, if someone's above you or below you, you'll always hit them dead on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're actually on the same level. That was always one of the, the ingenious things that it always felt comfortable playing Doom because you just had the point to go in the right direction, and yeah. you didn't have to worry about the up and down vectors. It's just literally just left and right, forward, back. Speaking about Wolfenstein, have you played the newer games? I Return haven't to yet. And... I played one of them years ago. Again, mm. we're talking about when I was I played that Gears of War and yours. I played a, whatever Wolfenstein was out around then. Yeah. But I've got, was it Old Blood? Yeah, yeah. I, I played the second something. one, um, Wolfenstein 2. Uh, I've, it's, got, I've got Wolfenstein 2 for a fact, but I've got three of them. Yeah, the, the, I think the first one that came out was Wolfenstein the Old Blood, which kind of has like a retro vibe to it. Then there's Wolfenstein, yeah. then there's Wolfenstein 2. And then I think the current one is Wolfenstein the Young Blood or New Blood. Yeah, um, I but I played oh, sorry, Wolf- there's Cyber Pilot as well. Is there? Yeah. I just um, know because it's all fancy. And... Yeah, I played um, I played Wolfenstein 2 with, uh, what's your man's name? BJ Blastovich. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that game is mental. It's there, mental. There you go with that. It was like, there's, there's the whole theory that Commander Keen, because they're all it, yeah. that they're all related, all three. And oh, really? BJ is like Flynn Taggart, for want of a better word. Mm. You know, he's uh that was what Doom Guy got named in the uh in the box. But uh they, they're supposedly all related and BJ is like his grandfather. I'd well believe it. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you get the the kind of more alien mm. years later on the moon and that kind of theories going from obviously, you know, World War to Yeah. I would love to see a crossover Hitler. between those like Doom Guy and BJ Blasovich and like all the other guys like all together in like a big <laughs> ultimate doom compilation of something kind <laughs> yeah it would just be it, everyone just wants to see mecha hitler again that's all they want well i do know that hitler does make an appearance in wolfenstein 2 it's there's a very cool transition where you have to visit his base and his base is in a very ridiculous place <laughs> is it like the movies you know nazis at the center of the earth and all that kind of stuff it's it's a little bit crazier than that but yeah not 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 too far off <laughs> um speaking about doom as well you're a big lover of the doom movie aren't you which one ray the best one annihilation no wait what's the one that the shitty one <laughs> which is technically you, the best you know, there's, one. there's a you second know doom movie the second one. yes what and this was when you guys were talking about it uh, talking about the first one yeah on the other episode i was laughing because i was like you haven't seen the second one I was not even aware there was a second one. Yeah, Doom Annihilation, and it has some classic lines, such as a doctor running away, screaming, hurt me, uh, I'm too young to die. Yeah. Which is obviously a level difficulty. Brilliant. And then the other one is one of the military guys comes in and just screams, I'm your ultra nightmare, which is the current hardest difficulty. Jesus. God, it's, it's all... worse. It's far worse. That's like fan service gone wrong. Yeah, Bloody the hell. only the only upside is the demons that they've got in it look far more like imps. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I think I'd love to see a Doom remake with someone like Carl Urban as like Doom Guy or something like that. But I know he's already done a fantastic it's, it's job. Actually, Doom Guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, but he he already did an amazing job as um. Uh, yeah. Bah, 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 yeah. What the fuck is the movie? Uh, Judge Dread. In Dread. It was. You see, my my thing with Dread is what's the other one? The the Japanese one that's pretty much. Oh, like, um, the riot. Thing. No, yeah. um, is it right? No, um, fuck like the, the thing about it is, I had watched that before watching yeah. Dread, and I'm pretty sure Dread had come out before it. But there's a really no one knows exactly where, but the two stories are so similar. Oh, they're almost identical so like, like you're trapped yeah. in a building, try to fight your way either up or down. Uh, yeah, fuck it. The boat movies are great, like, absolutely <laughs> yeah. great. There's, there's something that you could, I think, like, Dread could become a great game if given to the right people mm. like the character you know yeah because he, he obviously when you think even back to sylvester Stallone playing him it is quite quite like a, a i know that there's a couple of judge dread games on um like the mega drive and nez and stuff like that but i don't think they're really any anything to write home about um speaking of the mega drive one i do remember that i had back in the day would have been the power rangers movie is this power rangers the movie the game Yes. Yeah, I think I remember that. There's actually all side scrolling. Which side scrolling? It is. It's kind of like a beat 'em up. I mean, like, look, I I could talk all day about the classic beat 'em ups on fucking Mega Drive, like Streets of Rage, Golden Axe. Oh, fucking love those games. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, fucking. (laughs) But it's so hard to get that game now. Um, Hyperstone Heist. Um, yeah. Like I know Rage in Dublin City have it, and I think they sell it for something ridiculous, like forty five euro just for the cart like not even the box like it's just mental it's such a hard game to kind of get i i remember like i think i used to have it which was the shitty thing i think i borrowed it from a friend and he just said oh i don't like it you keep it and then i think i gave my mega drive to a cousin of mine and i just never saw it again that's the worst my mega drive got given away as well you don't think about these things you get older you kind of go ah that's the mega drive that's the old old thing i don't want that anymore and then years down the road you're like my mega drive what's even worse is i was actually bitter at the time because i was told it was going to someone who didn't have a console yeah and the little fucker had an n64 god (laughs) my only saving grace is that before i gave my uh console away to my cousin um i'd actually forgotten where i left some of the games and to this day i still have some of the games and let me see if i can get one give me one second a few minutes later. So I I completely forgot where I put this game. I was just like, fuck it. I can't find this last game. Oh, fuck it. If I find it, I'll send it down to you later. No. Yeah. And man. <laughs> so for those, obviously, this is a podcast you can't see. I'm holding up Beavis and Butthead on the Mega Drive. This game is shit, but it's so much fun. It's like, I, 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 it's really hard to find this now, actually. Yeah. And do you know um, the other one that's really hard to find is the Ren and Stimpy one. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, that is another one. Um, but I think when I gave away my Mega Drive, um, I gave away Sonic. Which you know, you can find Sonic anywhere. You can lift up a fucking rock and find Sonic. Um, but the one I'm really kicked myself about giving away was I had a copy of Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. Oh wow! Which had the entire Mortal Kombat roster, like yeah. everyone. Like it had like Ermac, Rain, the robots. Uh, robot? Everyone always robot? goes straight to Ermac. Because he's the most random character. Ermac, Rain. You know, how, how many oh, times can we palette swap this ninja? 
we haven't used pink yet. Yeah, let's use pink. Let's call him something mad like Pasaco. <laughs> Your banshees. Yeah, I've, I've, um, I've got a, a pile of banshee bones here. We've got two packs of 12. Um, and I, I have about three more of them coming again <laughs> later this evening. <laughs> for, banshee bones have been off the shelf for way too long that now that they're on the shelf, I'm just stocking up. Yeah, you're going to make yourself sick. Don't you? will have them gone by the end of the week. Oh, banshee bone! <laughs> no, I told Trisha that I can't have more than one every two days. So I'm going to like, these are probably going to last me until Christmas. Um, That's why you bought an extra free bag, is it? <laughs> exactly. For those listening, Banshee Bones are the best crisp that has ever graced this good earth. And I'll fight any man who says otherwise. I'll take a shirt Wait, off any man who says otherwise. You know, we go out, have a couple of pints, pack of Banshee Bones, and we go at it again. Go at it awful hard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's the majority of our topics covered today. Before we shoot off, Mr. Hurd, what are you doing? What tell us about you? What are you working on? What's new projects? New projects. What about me? Mm-hmm. As it's the middle of a pandemic, I'm mostly just playing my PlayStation. Mm. But on the side of that, as a bassist, obviously mm-hmm. in a band, mm-hmm. you know. Used to be in a very good band with you, right? We were very good. We were so good, we had to stop playing. Our music was that good. <laughs> After one gig. We were just like, one gig, that's it. Can't reach that peak ever again. Let's bow out. <laughs> leave, leave the crowd wanted. That's leaving. That's, if anyone that's wants to hear like, like weird Easter egg, Eddie, who I do another podcast <laughs> with called um, <laughs> Screen 17 Podcast, actually put on the gig that myself and Kieran played. <laughs> Yeah, one and done. It was great. One and done. You know, and then we went on to bigger, better things. Yeah. Well, you um, did. <laughs> so you, you play in a band called uh, Royal Autumn. Royal um, Autumn. You play uh, bass in that band. You recently had, well, I say recently, 2018 brought out an EP called Songs and Music for the Bourgeoisie. Uh, <laughs> I practiced this word and I couldn't Bourgeoisie. 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 I always thought it was Bourgeoisie. Because uh, it's French, but uh, yeah, songs and music. For I just, the I just love that you did your research on this. Well, what can I say? Um, the lead single off that was a song called "The Bounce," wasn't it? Yes, yes. but a, a really interesting gaming one with that mm. is on. the song "Titan Manor." That's on that mm. is a Doom level from Masters. Oh, nice! The Masters series or whatever Master levels of Doom too. Brilliant. Um, and what are Royal yes, Autumn up to um, these days? We are in the fun period of demoing new songs to go and record an album. I love that demoing phase. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's great because a good chunk of it can all be done individually at home. And how are you so doing that? Is it like you're recording like sections through like audio software like Reason or do you, are you doing it through Pro Tools, your part? Through Pro Tools, yeah. Sweet, sweet. So it's, it's literally just, you know, you we got we got some guides done from um, from the the period we had between our lockdowns because mm. you know we're back in them so we can't even look at each other again. But yeah, so uh, we got our drums down. So a lot of it is kind of able, the ability of doing it at home is mm. fantastic. You know, just plug into a DI into the interface and away we go. Deadly, deadly. I just miss all my lovely fun sounds that make me sound like I'm playing the game. <laughs> Awesome. Um, and where can people find you? Yes, Royal Autumn Band on Instagram. I think we're on Twitter as well. 
Well, I'm sure uh, you can probably get those all through your website, can you? There's also a website. Very there good, right? Go. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find Kieran's band at royalautumnband.com where they do have links to their album and, or sorry, their EP, I should say, that you can buy um, and shop and stuff like that. Um, Ray, I, I panicked, okay? I did all the research <laughs> for the games and I forgot about the plug. <laughs> Every, everything is Royal Autumn Band so Facebook Royal Autumn Band Instagram Royal Autumn Band <laughs> um, cool well that's been our episode for today thank you very much Kieran Hurd for joining us and filling the ever big shoes of the professional Clive Cookson um, we'll gladly have you back on again if you're up for it well it's lockdown so I'm not doing anything else I mean, apparently I'm missing penalties in the Liverpool game but <laughs> that's the only other exciting thing that could be possible. hey look the crowd right aren't now, going to be it? into it either you're just going to see the ball be missed and just like the whole stadium being dead quiet so it's like mm, fair enough um, <laughs> cool well that's been side quest heroes this week and next time we're going to talk about something else though I don't really know what's happening yet because I'm not the professional one Clive is bye from me and bye from Kieran. not Clive and big wave to Clive hope you feel better see you there guys